Welcome to the Spiritual Soul Discovery Podcast. If you are spiritually curious, this is the podcast for you. We will be exploring today's curiosities around spirituality, mindfulness, and life after life. I'm your host, Joanna Durkin. I am a spiritual medium and soul reader. It is my passion to help others discover their inner spiritual guidance that connects you with your purpose here on earth. You know there's more to this life that's waiting for you, and now is the time to be inspired and uncover your true destiny. I promise there will be some magic along the way. So, are you ready to discover more about your soul and its connection to this world and beyond? Then let's go. Hello, welcome to episode 24, Human Design with Andrea McCallum. I'm really excited to start digging deeper into human design with you and expand your awareness on around what that can offer you just by pulling up your human design chart. So before we get into the interview, I encourage you to pull up your own human design chart. If you just Google human design chart, it's free to plug in your information. It will need your date of birth, your time of birth, your place of birth, and uh, you can pull up and see what we're referring to, so you can kind of put it in perspective. And I'm going to put the link in the bio just for one that I've used, which was jovianarchive.com. So the link is in bio, so click on that, put in your information, and join in on the conversation. Feel free to hit pause until you're ready, and then here we go. Andrea, thank you so much for coming back on the podcast. I'm so excited to get into human design. This has been something I wanted to introduce to the audience. So I'm so glad you came on. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It's a topic I haven't talked a whole lot about. So I'm excited to dig in a bit today. Yes. Um, it's one of those topics that I just I mean, just from joining the community that we're a part of and learning about different modalities, you know, astrology being one that we've talked about on the podcast, human design, um, I mean, numerology or anything, any of these different modalities, there's always something unique, very unique that it can share about you and your unique nature. And I find it so fascinating that we can use all of these tools and most of them we can get pretty seamlessly in terms of generating our charts online and use this information. Don't you find that it's just like amazing to be able to pull in all these different modalities? Yeah, definitely. I think I've explored like, I don't know, probably 10 different modalities. And like, I think we always have an interest in ourselves. And so we always want to learn more and try to use it to our, our advantage. And I think that's where human design really interests me too, because there's so many aspects to it. I, yeah, I totally agree. So, I mean, how did you get started with human design? What kind of attracted you to do, to searching that? Well, what happened was I was actually trying to do a deeper dive into astrology and I came across a podcast by AC Brown. It's called, is your aura on straight? And she, so she has a ton of astrology knowledge, but what I really, really gravitated towards were her episodes on human design. And then from there, I just went down a whole rabbit hole and started learning everything. And because I do have an interest in numerology, 
Um, there's so many like numerical aspects um, to human design and I tend to resonate with numbers. So I just got really obsessed with it and kind of stopped my search in astrology a bit in order to look up human design. I totally understand going down the rabbit hole. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like something just kind of like triggers you like, oh, I didn't realize that I could find it this much more information about myself and like it may explain a lot of things and <laughs> help me go in different directions but yeah going down a rabbit hole sometimes that's how this stuff like finds us exactly so cool. yeah 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 so tell me tell me more about human design so for our listeners share what it is and like this talk about what it actually is so they can understand what we're talking about yeah. So human design, um, like I said, is very multi-leveled. So it's a combination of astrology, the I Ching, the Kabbalah, chakras, and quantum physics. And it generates this snapshot of your personality, how your energy works. And it's kind of a map more. I see astrology as more of like a blueprint, but like it's kind of more of a map in human design where it shows how your energy moves through your system uh, based on your DNA coding and how um, you can use it to your advantage. Um, and because it has astrology in it, there's also uh, planetary influences on your life and it moves in a cycle like astrology. So it's something where you can get very detailed or very broad depending on what your interest is. But like astrology and numerology, there's a it's based on a lot of different archetypes um, that relate to personality traits and how we move forward in our lives and what roles we play. So it's still relatable once you start looking into it, but it's just a lot more layers and moving pieces. Yes, it's um, it's it's really it gets really specific, like. It's very specific. I mean, again, with the layers, right? The first the first look at it is like, okay. But then when you start getting into the layers, it gets very specific. And you can't help with resonate with what it's bringing up for you. And um, I, yeah, I really like it. So I know that there's different types, like different profiles that people can be. So why don't we talk more about those and then what they mean? Sure. I just kind of want to touch on a little bit how to find that in your chart because Yes. One of the things that I found the most difficult to begin with was just figuring out what all the parts of the chart were. Um, and so usually what you'll get is there's a chart at the bottom that'll have some different terms and term and it'll say like your type, um, the strategy, authority, incarnation cross. And so that even is a can of worms right there. And then when you're looking at it, it's usually called a body graph where it's kind of set up like your chakra system, there obviously are a couple more, there's nine energy centers instead of seven. Um, but that's what each of those little shapes are, it's called an energy center. And then you'll see the num the little lines that come off of there are numbered. And those are called the gates. And then when two gates meet, that's called a channel. And where those numbers come from is you'll see two columns, you'll see on the right, a black column, and that's like the same as your astrology. So that's all the planets and where they were at the time you were born, including like mm -hmm. your, your birthplace as well. And then on the other side in the red, that's like the unconscious. And that actually is generated. It's called your design date. And that's three months before you're born. And so that's more unconscious. So that's kind of like things that will influence you, but it's not like 
super, super in your field of vision. But you'll when you look through, start looking through those gates, um, which are numbered beside each planet, that's where those are generated into the chart. And then that's kind of how you get those um, those lines that you'll see connecting and going between the different centers. So there's a lot of moving pieces, but if you break it down, you can see that there's different, even levels of um, consciousness in these traits as well. But like Joanna yeah, said, like the, mo the most important thing is getting to know your type. And like we could talk as we were talking yeah. before, we could talk all day about all these things, but knowing your type is where to start. It's kind of like when you know you're a Capricorn or you know you're a Pisces, it's kind of that level of like general traits yes that's kind of the first layer of just like peeling back okay where am I falling in these categories exactly. and then you, it's dig digging deeper from there yeah. yeah okay yeah so we'll talk a bit about that so that will be listed in the chart part at the bottom it'll tell you whether you're one of five types and what I really like about it is it's called an aura type and that's actually a literal thing it's the type of aura that you have around you and how you interact with people based on that so the first type, which is most people, is a generator. It's like 70%, I think, of people. Um, and that is an aura that's open, it's enveloping, where like you're reaching out, I'm a generator, and like you're you're looking for things to be inspired by and you want to I'm a generator people. as well. Are you? Yeah, that makes <laughs> yeah. sense. Well, we're always trying to reach out and you're trying to get inspired <laughs> yeah. by people. It's also why I think yes. you and I also are so inspired by spirit crumbs, which is like my podcast and like a term that that's I use right. because that's what we need. We need things to respond to. We need to see something to be like, yes, I want to do that. And so that's actually part of our strategy. So each aura type has a strategy of how we interact with life. So for the generator, we have to wait to respond. So we're not just trying to generate random things in our heads because we're meant to just be in the environment in this open aura um, kind of experiencing things and then finding things that resonate with us. So when you get that like gut feeling of like, yes, I'm excited about that. And you just feel motivated to work towards it. That's when you're in your living your strategy. Whereas when you get the gut instinct that something's wrong and you go with it anyways, that's like when we get into trouble and we, and tend yes. to, we tend to be very like in generators tend to not want to say no, because generators also have a lot of energy. We are the ones who are our main center is the sacral center, which is a motor center. So we have a lot of energy and we feel guilty if we're not using it. Um, so taking <laughs> breaks can be very difficult. Or when we know we have yes. the time or capacity to do something, it can be difficult to say no, because logically to us, we're like, well, I have this energy. I could do it. Um, so burnout can be very common for generators if we don't <laughs> take breaks. Um, but what I really love about the general theme for um, generators is that our, our purpose is to build something over time. So it doesn't mean that we do the same thing for our whole lives, but everything tends to be around the same theme or connect somehow until we get into like our main purpose and we're really just like in it. But anybody who's a generator needs to be doing something that they love, because if we're going to be putting our energy into it and we want to feel satisfied, we need to be doing something that we're excited about. Mm -hmm. And so a really great example of a generator is Oprah. So she's someone who's always done things around journalism. You know, she was on TV. She had different roles. It took a while. But once she found her niche of being like, I love interviewing people. 
I just love to talk to people and draw out more about them. That's what her, where she, what she responds to is opportunities to have really deep discussions with people. And so she's built a, a legacy around doing that. And so that's something where like anybody who's a generator, if you look up different famous people who are generators, you get an idea of like how that can grow over time and like become your thing. Yes. And doesn't generators also, I think I read um, that they really need to go to their gut. Like they need to go inwards to really make those decisions instead of, let's just say, listening to somebody else tell them this is right. They have to feel it in their gut. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So there's different types of authorities, but in general, but in general, most generators, yes, we have to like feel that instinct, like that connection to it and respond in a positive way. And like, be like, yes, that is something I want to do because if we don't feel that way and we just do things because we have the time or the energy, it can just be very frustrating and draining because we're not feeling like we're getting anything out of it. We're not feeling like we're like, living our dream like we have to feel like we are in order to keep going yes that's so true (laughs) otherwise it's like okay yes I have the time I'm doing all these terrible things I hate and then you're just going to be frustrated 100 percent. yeah okay so moving on to the next one the next one is a manifesting generator so technically they're still generators so they are still having this open and enveloping aura but they're just kind of tweaked a little bit because they have um there's another type called the manifester which we'll get into but they're kind of the bridge where they start to adopt some of those traits so they do have to respond to things but they also have to then visualize themselves doing the thing or visualize the thing and then inform which is a manifester trait where they need to like tell someone about it or just put it out there whereas generators Mm -hmm. we can just take it and go and just do the thing but there's that extra step because there's a little bit more of like an insight that the manifesting generators have where they're also multitaskers. So they do need to still talk through these things because they can do so many things at once that they kind of need to know where their energy is focused. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So like if you know those people where one of the examples that I give to people when I find out that they are, if I'm doing a reading, one of the things that I tell people is if you're a manifesting generator, you tend to be the type of person who can pick up a book, read a couple chapters, be like, yes, that that's what resonates with me. That's what I needed out of this. Throw it away. Never read the rest of it. Oh, whereas like I'm a generator and I feel like once I start reading a book, I'm like, I have to finish this book. Like there's just something about me that I'm like, I can't, it'll sit there maybe and not be finished and I'll get back to it. But I, I can't just be like, nope, that's all I needed. Um, you see the podcast, finding random, you know, finding (laughs) random, And about listening to them, like the missing generator trait where you can yeah. do a lot of things, um, kind of do the shortcuts short, like the short, it's the shortcut version of the, of the generator. So something else cool. that comes up though, is that sometimes they take too many shortcuts and then they have to backtrack a little because they just right. steps. So like anything, there can be downsides to all of these different, um, these different, uh, types, the same as you would in astrology, how there's always like, kind of like the shadow side. Um, but, Got it. but then an example of that would be like Yoko Ono, where she was, you know, doing multiple things. She had different art practices. She was, you know, into music. Um, and she just was still, she was a generator. She was always doing stuff, always taking things on, but she didn't always stay in like one track. Like she did a lot of different things. Right. So that's kind of a good example of that. Um, and then a manifester, which is a segue into it, is someone who yes. they're aura is very different 
it is closed and repelling. So it's not that they're a repellent person. It's just that they deflect anything that is not resonating with them. And they wait for kind of to get into the energy of someone who can carry out what they want to manifest. So it's really interesting because they're kind of the opposite and their strategy is to initiate and inform. So they're kind of the people that come up. They're like the, the top of the food chain where they're coming up with the ideas. Yeah. They're like the innovators that are like, I have this idea and someone has to do it. So then that's why when they run into like a generator or someone who is like someone who can help them out when any of the other types that are a bit op more open, they're the people that will make sure that gets done. So they have a little bit of a different, like, I guess, relationship to energy where they are, mm -hmm. they do tend to be in like a little bubble. It's like they're incubating ideas. And then like, they just have, when they have the idea, that's when they need to start informing people and being like, okay, I need someone to do this. I think this is a great idea. Um, you, they may be your friend that's just always like telling you these ideas of things you should be doing yeah, being like, right. I think you should do this, or I think one of us needs to do this. And, or like, maybe we should go on a trip. We're going to, we, we should all like get together and discuss this. They're the person who's initiating this. Um, and then something else I find really interesting about manifestors is that because they're meant to inform part of that is related to their repelling aura where people just, they, they, they are very powerful because that they don't need their energy to be out there to get these ideas. And so it can be a little bit intimidating to people. So it, they are best to the, the people that like are telling you and letting you know what they're doing all the time so that you're not like freaked out. Like, what are they doing? Like, why are they over there being quiet? Like, you know, they're powerful. So it's better for them to be letting you know, or letting people around them know what their plans are so that it doesn't seem crazy when they come up with these big ideas and it doesn't feel as much like they're pushing them on people. It's a little bit right. more like of a subtle way of them like communicating. Um, it's that openness, like being like transparent is really important when someone that powerful is like in the energy of someone else, where if they're, you know, letting that information flow freely, they're more likely to also then have people that want to manifest those things and take on the roles that they need people to take right. on because they're being open and being like, this is what I'm thinking. Someone needs to do this. And then the right person will hear and respond or like be invited to speak. And so it, they're kind of the ones that start the whole process of like this energy transfer that goes between the types. Um, and it sounds to me like it's integral that they share. Like, yes. As a generator, we would keep it to ourselves and just act on it. Whereas it's integral that they share the ideas for them to like move forward. Exactly. And that's why like it's, a, they're called a manifester for a reason. Like they need things to happen, mm -hmm. but they're not the ones that necessarily want to finish the project. The friend right. that'll like get something started and had then be like, okay, you guys go do it. I have a new idea. But they're really yeah. good at, they're very generative. It's just that they don't necessarily have the energy to follow through all the way and just mm -hmm. constantly be working. They have a different energy level. So they're better to work at times that are, you know, that they're feeling energetic and go with their energy. Like when they're feeling energized about something and excited, that's when they need to like put in the time and start sharing. Um, mm -hmm. And someone like Maya Angelou is a manifester. So she's someone who, yes, she was very, like she worked very hard, but she also had these ideas that she like put out there and she found a way to share them. Um, and they're very like wise and things that like, globally people really responded to um and then she would then have opportunities to share those things with other people 
Yeah, I love that. That's a great example. Yeah, like she's just that person that just can come up with these things and just know how to say it and like put it out. Yes, because she said things so wisely, like, I mean, so impactfully. She had even just simple words that together were a massive impact to what you were, she was trying to convey. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah it's that's that a inner power point. of just like knowing mm-hmm. when to share that information. And that's the other thing too. All of these are based on like the right time to share, like all of the types right. have to start to learn like that part of it. Um, but what, who, what pairs really well with the manifestor is the projector, which is the next type because they have an aura that's very focused. So it's still fairly like out there, but it's, it has, it's almost like when they show it, it almost has like a point where whatever they're focused on, that's where the energy's going. Um, and they're, so it's very strong aura and they have to wait for the invitation. So they can't, they're the guides of the world and they want to like guide people. They know instinctively like what you should be doing or like how they can help you, but they need to have the invitation. They can't just go around telling people all the time what to do. And so it really pairs well with someone like a manifester. If they're saying this is something that needs to be do needs to be done, the projector might be able to say, oh, I know who would be good for this. And that's like an invitation. Mm-hmm. Um, or if somebody's looking for help, they're the friend that just always has the advice. Like they may just always just know off the top of their head what you should be doing, yes. how you should be doing it. Um, and they they're supposed to get recognition. That's what they get in return. Um, but they have to like have it at the right time for it to be, to be recognized for it. It has to be when it's, when they're invited, that's when they'll get the recognition and the appreciation. And it's not so much that they, they are driven by that. They're more driven by the fact that they want to guide people and they want to have their ideas out there, but it is just something they get in return. They tend to have a really good reputation for helping people. Um, and some the person that I love using as an example is Barack Obama. So that's someone who obviously like (laughs) knew how to guide people and knew the right way to do it and the right timing and the right way to say things and how to have the value that people needed to hear. Um, and so that's That's kind of my examples because it's just having that person who knows how to get, take a whole bunch of people and guide them in the same direction. Isn't that the truth though? I mean, yes, that's the quality he had still has. Yeah. And he's a great example of that because he was able to focus a lot of energy and get stuff done the way that most people can't. Yeah. And he also had the ability to delegate, right. And to say like, this Mm -hmm. person is the right person to do this role. And that's something that I think is really helpful when you think about like a manifestor having an idea, then having a projector be like, I know who can do that. And then like funnel that down to make sure it's done efficiently. Yes, exactly. Which is that's really cool. And then definitely. my favorite type to talk about is the reflector because they're only oh. 1% of all people. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're super rare. I call them like magical little moon beings because they <laughs> are just their reflect their aura is exactly like it sounds. It's reflective. Um, and they have to wait a lunar cycle technically to respond to something, to, to act on something. So even though they can respond, obviously, to things that come up that are more um, urgent, they when they're making a big decision, they really need to go through their cycle and see if it resonates with them. And that's partly because they're so sensitive to their environment. So these reflectors are doing exactly what it sounds like. They're reflecting whatever's around them all the time. So they tend to be very empathetic 
Um, they're very open. They actually, if you look at the, co the colored centers, they have no colored in centers at all. Um, they're just completely open, hmm. which means that they also have this superpower where they're naturally talented because they can reflect and mirror anyone that they want to. So you may have a friend who's pretty quiet, keeps to themselves, is in their little cycle, but all of a sudden they come out and they do a, an amazing painting. And they're like, I don't know, I just saw someone painting and thought I'd try it. And then before you know it, they're like, you know, singing a song or like deciding to take acting classes. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, I want to be a writer and they're writing and everything they do is good. And you're like, you're so quiet, keeping to yourself. Like, how do you do this? And like, yes. not like be out there all the time. And like, how do you pick up anything and just be amazing at it? Wow. Yeah. Like one of my cousins who's my best friend, she's a reflector and she's a thousand percent this, like everything she does, she's just naturally good at but she's not boastful about it. Like she just does things on her own, like takes her time making mm -hmm. decisions. But once she decides to do something, it's amazing every time. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And so the, my favorite example of this is Sandra Bullock. She has oh. such an open personality. Everyone kind mm -hmm. of likes her. She's just super likable, but she can take on different roles and just naturally play that part. So I really just mm -hmm. like, that example because she has played some very serious parts she's played some really corny funny parts she's played some romantic parts and like you just genuinely like root for her it doesn't matter what she's doing you just want her to do well she's one of those people you're like I'll never meet her in my lifetime but I want her to be happy and I don't know why I just do right it's so true I love that and it makes me wonder like who are the reflectors in my life like I'm trying to think of I, th I feel like if it would make sense as soon as I recognize them Probably, like to be yeah. like oh of course you are like <laughs> exactly I think that's so cool yeah it's it's really interesting and it is kind of cool to figure out who around you not just reflectors but like who around you I'm a generator who else are generators that are around me because we kind of feed on each other's energy that way and then like it would also help with dealing with people whether it's at work or just friends or family and just understand like the dynamics that are that are underneath the layer there um yeah absolutely just emotionally yeah. yeah and I think that that's part of the fun of it is that like you tend you then start to see people differently I find that like my perspective on people has changed a lot more learning about human design than with astrology because it explains mm -hmm. why their energy levels are different and why their interactions are different because like, for example, someone who's a projector or a reflector, they don't have like the motor centers that a generator does. So if somebody doesn't have the energy to be going all the time, it kind of explains why, like, even if they have these ideas, like let's say for a manifester, they have all these ideas, but they just don't have the energy to complete the things. And you can be like, well, you had this idea and you were all excited about it. Why are you not doing it now? Um, and it helps you just understand. And then people with generators, how they're like, well, you get all this other stuff done. Why can't you do what I want you to do? But it's like, well, I don't want to do that. So <laughs> I'm not going to do that. So it just helps you to understand yeah. why people react to certain things a certain way. Um, and it really tells a lot about the personalities. You know, like, why don't they think this way? Or why, why wouldn't they think of that? Or and it's like, well, why don't you study their human design chart and see <laughs> what their makeup is? Because it really does, it really can offer a sense of like, peace, especially if there is a conflict or some type of like barrier that you just don't understand it can 
kind of just like explain that so you can just let let that kind of fall where it falls. Exactly. And I think that that I, it's one of those things. It's like, it's like astrology where you want to know someone's, you start being like, I want to know it, but I don't want to ask them their birth time and their birthplace. Cause that might be weird. Um, like if it's someone like <laughs> yeah. at work, but like, if you knew you're like, it would just help so much if I could just find out. It, honestly, it really would. I wish I, I mean, yeah, I wish that information was available, but obviously for privacy reasons it's not <laughs> yeah. uh but that would be so helpful really it's like here look at my chart yeah. look at my chart understand me yeah um, how to post it on yeah. your wall and just like yeah. it comes by and it's like why aren't you doing this you just refer to the chart <laughs> right exactly look this is I don't I don't have a follow-through sorry <laughs> exactly. yeah, permission oh is I love thing. it permission is a big thing with mm. human design whereas like astrology explains more of like the influences and like how things are impacting you. But I think that human design goes to like the DNA level of like literally why you are the way you are. Um, like, you know, when you have that question, you're like, why are you like this to someone? But it's like, then when you see it, you're like, oh, well, that makes sense. And it makes you feel better. Yeah. Like, oh, that's why I'm always in these situations. Like, okay, now I don't feel so right. bad that at least I know it's part of my path to have these experiences. Exactly. It really does help explain that unique nature that we all have and then how it falls into our different life experiences and how we deal with them. So I, yeah, I just love everything. Like, it's just so intriguing and I hope you will come back. We're going to dive deeper into human design, get into all the other categories that kind of layer into not just the profile of the manifestors, projectors, generators, and all those but get deeper. So come back and we will definitely get into that. But before you go, tell me what you're up to right now. What's going on with you? Share with my listeners. Yeah. So I have been doing a lot more of my quantum Reiki healing with, uh, with crystals, um, more distant sessions. I'm still doing most Fridays, my Friday card pulls. And I am doing a combo uh, intuitive human design reading where I do an Oracle card reading. And then based on that, I look at your chart to see what might be influencing those situations or what's coming up for you. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much. And then I have my podcast, my spirit crumbs podcast, where I'm talking about all kinds of different things. And now I'm starting to do an interview series to start talking about other people and what spirit crumbs have led them to and I'm starting with Joanna <laughs> yay I can't wait we're gonna record it in a couple of days yeah. and then I will let you guys know when I'm on her podcast so you can tune in there as well oh this has been so great thank you so much Andrea and till next time we will get deeper with the human design <laughs> yes I can't wait Thank you to Andrea for joining us on the podcast today with helping us explore human design and the profiles and strategies within human design. It was really great. And I can't wait to dive deeper into it. Uh, if you want to catch more of Andrea, listen to her podcast. It's called Spirit Crumbs. It is a great podcast and you will thoroughly enjoy it. You can also reach her on Instagram if you'd like to reach out to her to take advantage of some of her services. And on Instagram, she's at Concrete and Crystals. 
For this week and beyond, I really encourage you to pull up your own human design chart and look at what your own profile is and how it shows your unique nature. And it wouldn't hurt to pull up those around you and see what types are they are. It really is fascinating. I hope you guys have a great week. See you next week. For some more fun and informative content, you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Spiritual Soul Discovery. As always, you can check out my website for more details on our book club, our high vibe merch, and where you can book a one-on-one reading with me. All the links are in the show notes. And don't forget my free giveaway, 100 daily affirmations that inspire, motivate, and connect you with your soulful purpose. Thanks for listening. See you next time.